0: In this week's market update, the central bank squeeze continues as normal service resumes. For UK investors, this is the week that attention swings back to the markets with a vengeance. After Britain's 10-day mourning period for Queen Elizabeth ended on Monday, it was back to work for a hectic week of central bank announcements and the first fiscal statement of the Trust premiership. After last week's heavy market falls, attention will focus in particular on the scale of the Federal Reserve's latest rate hike on Wednesday, with supporting acts from the Bank of England and the Bank of Japan, which announced changes to monetary policy on Thursday. The Fed is widely expected to raise rates for a third consecutive time by 0.75%, but there remains a non-negligible possibility that the US central bank will opt for a one-percentage-point hike in the wake of last week's unexpectedly strong inflation data. Although the rate of price hikes fell marginally from July's reading, it was still higher than expected. The Federal Reserve is set on snuffing out inflation by tightening financial conditions until it's convinced that the battle is won. Expectations in the futures market are now for a peak or terminal rate for US interest rates of 4.4% by next spring, before rates start to ease again through the rest of 2023 and beyond. The bond market has already begun to price that in, with the yield on the 10-year Treasury back at 3.5%, and the shorter-term two-year bond yield is approaching 4%. Unsurprisingly, that has had a negative impact on the stock market, which has now given up around half of the June to August rally. That recovery in markets is looking more and more like a bear market rally rather than the start of a new bull market that the optimists had hoped for in the summer. Working back from bond yields to calculate a fair value for shares now points to a further decline in the S&P 500 of perhaps 10% to around 3,500 before a more secure low is in place. At the start of the year the US benchmark stood at 4,800. So 2022 is shaping up to be one of the worst for equity investors since the financial crisis. 3,500 would put the market on a price earnings multiple of around 15. Of course, the fair value of the stock market is dependent, not just on that valuation multiple, but also on the delivery of the expected growth rate in earnings. With the third quarter earnings season still a month or so away, Forecasts are for a 9% rise in year-on-year earnings, although stripping out the still buoyant energy sector, the growth rate is closer to just 3%. Obviously, lower earnings growth would also lower the fair value for the market. So, the US looks like it's pricing in a softish landing, although with mortgage rates now above 6%, the possibility of a bumpier ride cannot be dismissed. On this side of the Atlantic, things look trickier. Liz Truss has had a challenging start to her tenure in Downing Street, but in some ways the death of the Queen and the period of mourning has provided some breathing space from the challenging economic questions we face over here. The first question to be addressed is inflation, with the Bank of England expected to deliver another 0.5 percentage point interest rate hike on Thursday to take rates above 2%. With inflation still around five times higher than the bank's 2% target, that job is far from done, even if the government's proposed energy bill support for households and businesses will take the pressure off inflation in the short run. Further out, the danger is that boosting the economy with taxpayers' money simply increases the pressure on the bank to deliver higher interest rates for longer than it would otherwise have had to. The second big economic announcement this week in the UK will be Friday's so-called Fiscal Event, a kind of mini-budget in which the new Chancellor, Kwasi Kwarteng, is expected to set out a number of tax cuts, including a reversal of a proposed rise in national insurance and a halt in a planned increase in corporation tax from 19% to 25%. Both of those moves are widely expected. A further possibility is the acceleration in a proposed reduction in income tax by one percentage point. Trust has been clear throughout the summer's long leadership contest that tax cuts are her preferred approach to solving Britain's cost of living crisis. Adding an income tax cut to the planned cap on energy bills would be a headline grabbing, if very expensive, start to her period in office. Concerns over the sustainability of the public finances in the face of this two-pronged stimulus have already seen bond yields rise sharply and the pound fall to its lowest level since the 1980s. At $1.14, sterling is weaker than its lowest levels reached after the Brexit vote in 2016 and during the pandemic in 2020. Currency weakness is high on the agenda in Tokyo too, where the yen stands at 143 to the dollar as the Bank of Japan treads a lonely path of continuing monetary stimulus while the rest of the world shifts to a tougher tightening stance. The Bank of Japan is expected to stick with rock-bottom interest rates on Thursday when it too announces interest rates. But officials are already sounding out the market in what is seen as a prelude to intervention in the currency markets to support the yen. Although a weak yen can be seen as good news for an export-heavy economy like Japan's, it also risks raising the cost of living painfully in a country which imports much of its energy and food. In other market news, the cost of gas continues to ease, with European wholesale prices falling to around €200 per megawatt hour, from a high of around 340 in August, To give a sense of the scale of that price, it's equivalent to an oil price of about $580 a barrel. Although traders warn that there is likely to be another surge in prices in the spring, when countries look to restock their reserves during the lower-demand summer months. But there is a feeling that the worst may now be behind us, for the rest of this year at least. Another commodity that has fallen sharply in price recently is gold, which now stands below $1,700 an ounce. Gold investors have been moving out of the precious metal as bond yields have risen. With gold paying no income, its relative attraction diminishes as investors are able to enjoy a safe income from other assets like treasuries. Gold is sometimes seen as a hedge against inflation, but it's also negatively impacted by rising real interest rates. With inflation expectations falling and nominal bond yields rising, those real rates have undergone a dramatic upward surge in recent months. A rising dollar is also a negative for gold because it makes the metal more expensive for buyers outside the US. At the back of investors' minds, however, is the fact that in the stagflationary environment of the 1970s, gold acted as a safe haven for investors. After its recent fall, gold may start to attract investors nervous about the likely combination in the months ahead of recession and still high inflation.
1: Please be aware the value of investments and the income from them can go down as well as up, so you may not get back what you invest. This information does not constitute investment advice and should not be used as the basis for any investment decision nor should it be treated as a recommendation for any investment. Investors should also note that the views expressed may longer be current and may have already been acted upon. Reference to specific securities should not be construed as a recommendation to buy or sell these securities and is included for the purposes of illustration only. Fidelity Personal Investing does not give personal recommendations. If you are unsure about the suitability of an investment, you should speak to an authorised financial advisor. This podcast may not be reproduced or circulated without prior permission. It is meant for UK residents and does not constitute an offer or solicitation in any jurisdiction in which it may be unlawful to make such an offer or solicitation. No statements or representations made in this podcast are legally binding on fidelity or the recipient. Issued by Financial Administration Services Limited Authorised and regulated in the UK by the Financial Conduct Authority. Fidelity, Fidelity International, the Fidelity International logo and F symbol are trademarks of FIL Limited.